Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Play Along Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jared, and I'm here with Ben. Oh, hello. I threw a curveball. I yeah, mixed yeah. up this time. Uh, and I'm also here with Kai. Hello. I didn't, I didn't mean to sound as disappointed. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'm also very excited that you're here with us. Woo! <laughs> um, in the last episode of the podcast, we ended with finishing the forest temple he said with a question sounds so unsure (laughs) yes yes we did we finished with the forest temple um and Sheik giving us the prelude of light which allows us to teleport to the temple of time i believe uh and we're heading towards kakariko village for the second time going towards death mountain to take on the fire temple Mm -hmm. um so Kakariko Village is a little different this time around. A lot of the shops from Castletown, you know, Castletown is destroyed. Everyone's a zombie and a redoubt. A lot of those shops from Castletown are actually in Kakariko Village now, which is pretty cool. Um, there's some side quests you can do in here. I don't know if you, you did them, Ben. You can, like, get a bigger quiver. I think there's, like, a heart piece that you can get beforehand. Maybe that's some gold I did not. No, I did not touch any of that. Yeah, <laughs> neither did I. Not really great at uh, doing the side quests in this game, <laughs> but it's it, it's cool that they're there. You know, I think we we talked about this a little bit going into later in the Water Temple. We'll bring this up, but there's a lot of things in this game that are necessary to completing the game, but it's still cool that you have the option. Then, like, if you want a bigger quiver, or if you want to get more heart pieces, or if you want to get more bottles, like all those things are available to you, and you have the option to. But by no means do you have to do those things to complete the game. And it's cool that you just have that option. Like, it makes it feel more of, like, this open-world game where there's these different paths and different choices you can make that'll ultimately uh, affect the outcome of your game and your playthrough. Yeah, I didn't do any of the side quests. (laughs) No, I I didn't. I mean, I was... I was... um, I I think only one time I run out of arrows. Right. You know? um, So I wasn't super, like worried about it to be honest i ran out of bombs more than running out of arrows and that was a problem in (laughs) in this in this fire temple and i'll get to that um but yeah you you go into kakarika village again there's side quests that you can do in there but you head up towards death mountain trail up to goron city death mountain trail a little different the the path that you were taking before now has like these big ass boulders rolling down them so you have to avoid boulders going into goron city yeah, um, it's like that. Um, it's like that game in Takeshi's Castle, you know, where you got to run up. That have you seen that? Mm-mm. No, <laughs> there's like each other. Like, no idea. I know. I was oh, like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> oh, do you know what Takeshi's Castle is, though? Right? I think so. It, it sounds familiar. It definitely sounds familiar. okay. So it's like a it's like a Japanese game show. So the idea yes. is there's like a hundred contestants, and you go through challenges, and then at the end, there's this ultimate challenge where you have to take over this castle. And if you win, you get a bunch of money. It's awesome. Nobody ever wins. I think there's been like six winners in the nine series that there was or something. Jeez. Um, but there's there's a one game mode where you basically have to run up a hill and boulders are being thrown down at you. And there are like little alcoves that you can hide in. And it, it was very reminiscent of that. I remember think, playing it and thinking like, oh man, I'm playing Takeshi's Castle. But there's these red jumping fins coming at me. Oh, I hate those stupid spiders. I always like, I always like, miss time my sword slashes or i'll do like a like a side slash instead of like a, a overhead slash and mm-hmm. get hit by him it's the most frustrating thing i'm just like ah. they only take two hits to kill 
but when you have to do like eight missed sword swings to hit it two times, <laughs> it gets pretty frustrating. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you go through the Japanese game show, that's uh, Death Mountain Trail, and you get inside Goron City. Uh, and Goron City is also different. There's there's essentially no Gorons in there. Gorons have been uh, uh, eradicated. They're gone, except for one soul Goron who's rolling around. Just, yeah. Dodge, and, dodging terror and <laughs> surviving. Uh, and, I mean, we called it. We called it when we said they were bougie-ass Gorons and that they were going to oh, run yeah. out of No, yeah, and... they, they were eventually... They didn't want to eat the the rocks inside of their own village. So they're like, well, I guess we'll just die then. We'll just die. <laughs> the collapse of society. It's a shame. Except for the one Goron who I guess isn't very picky. But yeah. um... <laughs> No, he just ate the corpses of the other Gorons. Oh, Jesus. Stay alive. I mean, they're, they're like made out of rocks. Right. They, their bodies look like rocks. They probably just ate each other. It's this just... is the one sole Goron. He's, li- he's living on. Survival of the fittest, man. Gets taken out by <laughs> us, apparently. Yeah, we we bomb the last remaining member of a species. So, so, so Ben, how many how many tries did it take you to stop the rolling Goron? So, a so lot to, of tries. To, to preface, there is in like the middle row of Goron City. There's a single Goron kind of doing a loop around. Um, and what you have to do is you have to hit him with a bomb, and he'll give you the fire tunic, an essential item to going into the fire temple. But mm. timing placing down the bomb and actually having it hit him because he'll like roll and he'll do like a little jump sometimes not not too oh, high but a little off the air yeah oh, he does so like this little bunny hop and i always found that like <clears throat> well because i tried to like you you know like when you play like first person shooters you can like cook the grenade before you throw it that doesn't work very well in this game <laughs> no no i was trying to cook the bomb before i throw it i thought wow if i can throw it and it's just about to blow up maybe i'll get him because he likes to do this little bunny hopping and change direction and it was just so frustrating it was, it was so frustrating that uh i quit and then handed the controller to jared to do it <laughs> did Actually, you really no no do you remember because you uh right um towards one of the back walls there's a like rock wall that you can bomb there's like two there's two bomb flowers there just in case you don't have bombs and there's a bombable wall that you can do and you set the bomb down to bomb the wall, and the Goron rolled by at just the perfect time, and it exploded, and you stopped him right when oh, it exploded. Yeah, I remember that. So he really got lucky. And we only did it, like, I don't know, I definitely, eight times I definitely or something. blew myself up quite, <laughs> oh, no, oh, yeah. quite a few times. <laughs> there, was, there was some self-inflicted bomb uh, yeah, explosions sure. happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, it was the same in this camp. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but you talk to this Goron. He tells you that he is essentially the last of his kind. He tells you that his name is... Your name, I mean, our, lane, our name in the game is Link. Yeah. So he's like, mm-hmm. my name's Link. And I guess he's the descendant or the son of Darunia, and he named him that, I guess? Yeah. He, uh, I didn't really pay He literally tells you. I was going to say, he, no, he's, he's Darunia's son. And yes. uh, because you're such a bro to Darunia, Darunia named his son after the legendary hero. Hey, man, you got him his bougie rocks back. He was very grateful. Yeah. Yeah. They lived for like five more years <laughs> yeah that's a, that's, a, that's a win i know there's, there's like there's like 10 gorons left at this point yeah um, well because uh, that's uh, i mean i don't want to jump ahead to the fire temples so gone yeah yeah so so he tells you that his father darunia is inside uh death mountain crater and ganon has has sent out an evil beast that is feeding on gorons he has captured the gorons and this beast is eating the gorons which it's terrible. Horrifying. It's, it's so awful. This game is so yeah. dark. Yeah, you don't realize, like, 
people are like, oh, Nintendo's a family friendly. No, not always. There, there are small nuances. <laughs> there. Some sometimes, yeah. but uh, dragons eating rock people. Is anyone, kinda, anyone is who's dark. looked directly in the eyes of a great fairy knows that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you know, you're not looking directly into the eyes. Yeah, of you're right. Fairy. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what their eyes like. But... <laughs> Snow from the neck down. That's it. <laughs> That's how you know. Um, but yes, he tells you that Darunia went off to save the rest of their people in Death Mountain Crater, and now it's your your job to go help them out. Darunia's son gives you the Goron Tunic, which now allows you to um, survive in, in hot temperatures. Doing this also opens up the room to like Dar- Darunia's chamber and the Goron shop that's down below as well. Yeah. I didn't go inside the Goron shop. I don't know if there's anything different now from seven years ago. Did you go inside, Ben? No. No, I didn't. I had to think about that one. No, I didn't. No. Yeah, me neither. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's similar to the other like yeah. op- optional well, shops. Where you can well, them. yeah, because okay. I was I was thinking because I went into, I mean this is well down the line, but I went into the shop in Zora's domain because I was That's like, what I, I wonder if it's, up, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if it's different after seven years, and it was exactly the same. The, right. the same items. The fish is still there in the bottle. It's I doubt that. <laughs> yeah, as I say. I doubt that fish is fresh though, anymore. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you can so, buy the so tunic, the but the tunics is like yeah. three hundred rupees. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I've yet to like. Up, I don't know if you've done any of the side quests that involve upgrading like your bag, but I'm. I've had ninety nine rupees since like the first episode of this game. <laughs> <laughs> just consistent. I haven't really bought anything either, so I'm consistently just having ninety nine rupees. Yeah, I. I mean, I stumbled across um, the adult wallet that lets you hold 200 from the Skullultra, whatever it is, house in Cockroach. Oh, Village. yeah, the, the spider house. Yeah, 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 for sure. They're fucking creepy. They're like. Oh, no, they're terrifying. They're like 90% spider with just like 10% of a disfigured face in the middle. Oh, they're awful. It's, the, the regular spiders were terrifying to begin with. <laughs> yeah, so the, the whole premise of this tower is that they were a family who were cursed. This is pre, pre-Ganon. Um, yeah. They've been cursed uh, to look like spiders and somehow bringing the carcasses of dead spiders to this house uncurses them. Because that makes then, a lot of sense. <laughs> when you, when you, um, once, once you free them of the curse, you have to do it uh, family member by family member. And one of the family right. members is like, oh, I want 10. And the next one's like, no, you can't give me the same 10. You need another 10. So you need 20 right. in total. Um, you, you, but the first one gives it, it increases each time you go to a different yeah place. the first one gives you the adult wallet um and to be honest i've not really i don't think i've actually bought anything in the shop that was over 99 rupees anyway i yeah. bought a couple and of I arrows that, and stuff and that's it right i think that like the tunic and a couple other items here and there are over they're like two to three hundred but for the most part you know money isn't a necessity too much you know, uh, things that you need to beat the game aren't attached to uh, a rupee amount necessarily yeah no it's it's weird as well because they they place a lot of emphasis on you know needing arrows and bombs and stuff and then they sell them in the shops but all of the stuff is available by defeating enemies and smashing pots oh, in, in the temples yeah, and the dungeons in the dungeons, anyway. for the most part i mean it would kind of be broken if they didn't all of those items are available to you throughout the dungeons and if usually i think if you leave areas and go back they respawn in their pots and you know, killing the enemies every now and then will will respawn those same items, whether they're hearts or arrows or bombs or whatever. Yeah, I, I never, 
like I said, I run out of arrows once in one of the temples, and I just had to find a couple of pots, and then I got my arrows, and that was it. I, I just kind of use the hookshot as an alternative. I mean, there's certain instances where you have to use the arrow. Like, I think shooting eyeballs, the hookshot doesn't work, but if I'm, like, attacking enemies or something, if, as long as they can get killed by the hookshot, I just use the hookshot. I think yeah. I hardly ever use the bow. Spiders? <sighs> spiders god damn it. <laughs> and they're 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 riddled throughout these next dungeon after this fucking spiders mm-hmm. uh anyways <laughs> you go up uh into darun darunia's room that has now opened up for you after you talk to his son and there's a large pillar and you push that aside and that leads to inside death mountain the death mountain crater you go in there and you're met with sheik and he tells you that you know hey there's, there's a big bad thing in there He's eating a bunch of rock, dude. It's kind of scary. You probably should go help him. And then he teaches you the Bolero of Fire, which is a song that helps you teleport to the dungeon, which I I haven't used very much. It's weird that you get these songs like while you're at the dungeon and you're like, I'm already here. Like, why do I need to play this song if I'm already here? I did. I did want to talk about this because, I mean, Ooh, so far, so well, so far we've had, um, you know, each each dungeon each temple i should say you get a song related to that temple so that you can teleport to in front of it and the only one i can think that might be of use is maybe the water temple if you wanted to visit lake hillier for some reason right right. um but yeah i i don't have an urn in to visit death mountain crater now that i've beat the fire temple yeah, I, I mean, obviously, maybe... the, the Temple of Time one is, is very useful if you wanted oh, to go yeah, back definitely. and, like... But, yeah. Maybe if you wanted to leave the dungeon, like, midway, or you're, like, before you go in, you're like, oh, hey, I wanted to actually do... I wanted to get the bigger quiver. I wanted to get the larger bow and stuff, like... So you go back to Kakariko, and then you can teleport back. The um, only thing I can think, actually, I've just randomly remembered, is in the walkthrough, they talk about the fact you can go into the temple after you've cleared it to get the spiders for the tokens. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. So, that, so that would be if you, I guess if you wanted to hundred percent the game and you wanted to get all of the tokens, then they help with that. But for just a standard playthrough, I don't think you you would ever use them because you kind of get to the temple and you do yeah, the temple in one run for the most right. part. And I you're guess doing if you don't, the opposite of hundred percenting this game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess like for you, so you're you're playing on the Nintendo sixty four, right? So say you entered yeah. the Fire Temple, um. And turned it off. When you come back, you won't be there. So you could use the song to teleport there after That's restarting true. the That's game, true. I guess. But most yeah, people, yeah. once they get to the temple, you're going to do, do the it. temple there and then. Yeah, yeah. And it's strange that you don't actually use those songs in in the, in temple, the temple for anything, because there's other you know temples where you're using the song of time or songs that have effects in it. So it seems like a waste of a. Why wouldn't they just have used not... that the song that you got in the beginning to yeah. play throughout the temple? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like you've stumbled on something there because it, it, well, it happens in the Water Temple, right? You know, there's a song oh, yeah. you have to play um, that is pretty much essential to the Water Temple, and it isn't the song that Sheik teaches you. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's so strange. Um, but anyways, so yeah, Sheik gives you the Blair of Fire, and now you have the ability to teleport to the Fire Temple, and now you enter inside the Fire Temple, and mm-hmm. it's it's like it's like you're inside of a volcano this temple volcano thing i mean what were your overall thoughts i think all of us were just like i mean eh, it was an okay temple it wasn't anything it, it wasn't anything crazy no no it was it was it just felt like a standard temple you know it didn't yeah. really 
um it didn't really do anything new Crazy. or kind of yeah even i mean the even the, the boss is a bit kind yeah. of changes it up but it, it feels very specific to this this temple what changes it? i'm curious what's what? the doubt what's the doubt for you about the fire temple like you're saying no it changes it a little bit but no, I meant like the, the item in the game. I said like changes it a little bit, but it's it's very specific to this temple, and it's like oh, you can access different areas now that you have this item, and it makes things a little different. But after this, there's not really a big use for the the item. That oh you right, yeah, 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 yeah. Because well, yeah. So, the, the, so the whole premise of this temple is that uh, you need to free the Gurons to progress through the temple, right? And every time you free one of them, they tell you a secret that basically helps you oh, get one it. step closer to uh, the boss room, essentially. Can I talk about these secrets for a second? Because, yeah. let me tell you, they're they're not secrets. You you save Goron, he's like, oh my god, thank you so much for saving my life. I'm going to tell you a hint to get him past this dungeon. Did you know that you could activate switches with bombs? Okay, I'm out of here. I'm like, fuck! fucking knew that when i came in in the first place that wasn't a secret god damn it and they're all like that they're all very obvious of like okay well, man they've sure. been in prison for who knows how long <sighs> stupid gorons and your unsecret yeah. secrets well because one of them so when you enter the fire temple um you're met with darunia and he's like oh holy shit is that you and <laughs> can you please be the voice actor for darunia in, in the live action ocarina of time netflix adaptation I mean, Netflix hit me up, man. I'm, I'm on for it. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, yo, I'm going to go do this like dragon fight. So the, the whole premise is that there's this dragon and he's really hard to beat. And there's a specific weapon that the hero of the legend used to beat the dragon. And the dragon is seemingly unbeatable without this weapon. Right. Um, and Daruni is like, so I don't have this weapon, but I'm going to go fight this dragon. If you could just get the weapon for me and then meet me in the boss room, that would be cool. Um, and and he, he jumps. Spoilers, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't <laughs> help at all. Like, there's no assistance. He's just like, hey, I'm going to go over here. I'm just letting you know this door. See this big door? That's the boss room. <laughs> Essentially, they're just pointing out like, hey, this is this is the boss room. This is where you need to go. Because you encountered it very early. When you first walk into the dungeon, you see where the boss room is going to be. You have well, to figure that's out how it. you get to that area. That's it. That's that's what makes the whole Darunia Finn redundant, right? Because yeah. in the Forest Temple, they kind of make this big emphasis about the boss room is like, not only does it have a special icon on the map once you have the dungeon map, but it has this very special lock on the door that's different to all of the ones you unlock with the small keys. So yeah. there's no need for Darunia to point out like, hey, this is the boss room because you've already been primed by the Forest Temple to know what the boss room looks like and where it is on the map. Also, it's fucking obvious. It's a giant door with a big yellow key on the, the keyhole in the front of it. <laughs> and it. It's something that in this game comes up a lot, which is like, I feel like the developers were like, oh yeah, we're making this for kids. And then they were just like, well, I guess we'll put it. Like, There's random times they'll make something very obvious, and there's other parts of this game that are not obvious at all. And they were like, well, hope, hope you figure this I out. I feel like there was someone that was like bipolar, or like two <laughs> separate people working on this at the same time, where it was like, this needs to be for kids. Let's like hold their hands, and then like let's not tell them. <laughs> let's no. yeah, let's no have a whole, let's have a whole side quest where Gorons are being eaten by a dragon, and their race <laughs> is going to go extinct because that you know that's, that's children friendly. That's good. But I mean, the actual in in terms of how you actually navigate the temple and stuff, it was all kind of it was all no, standard and, stuff. You know, you yeah. You and in my opinion, and... it wasn't it wasn't bad by any means. 
Like no, I think no. it was a it was a halfway decent dungeon. But like you said, it just in my opinion, it doesn't do a lot to to stand out. Like I think the Forest Temple was really cool because it had like the twisting hallways and it had like the rooms that flipped the orientation and they had like the wall masters that brought you back to the beginning. And I think it was a little more interesting where this it seems a lot like the first fire temple where it's kind of just like, yeah, yeah, this is a temple. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess that's, that's the thing, you know, it, it, it didn't feel like a temple. It felt like a dungeon, right? Yeah. Like the forest temple, like you said, you know, you're shooting paintings to make these pose appear so that you can right. get this lift in the middle of the temple. And there's all of these extra, but it felt a lot like the, the what's the, what's the cavern from the, from Didongo. beforehand? The Gaunt, the Dongo, that's it, yeah. Yeah. It, it felt very much like that, but just on a bigger scale. Yeah. And and there's some new enemies that you come across in here, but again, they don't really do anything interesting. There's these little, yeah, the, the torch slugs, little fire slugs, I think, were oh, the first yeah. in here. Yeah. Which, two hits and they're dead. Like, that's really all. They You hit them and they kind of slither away and then you hit them again. Well, yeah, they have this really weird defense mechanism where when they get they hit, harden. they freeze. Yeah. And they do, they stop moving, which makes no sense because you kind of hit them once with the sword and then you just stand there and spam the button for the sword until they're dead. Yeah. And then I, I just put a note in here because I still hate fire bats. So goddamn. Still, still, still hate fire consistently. bats. Consistently. Oh, the fire, fire keys or whatever they're called. Yeah, the fire keys. And then later on, ice keys. I think ice keys are definitely worse. Ice but keys are like, definitely worse. Yeah, but getting knocked on your ass by a fire bat when you're... And it, it's interesting because in the older games, you know, all of the, the bats or the enemies are kind of all in a single, like, field of view. Like, when you slash a bat, you slash a bat. In 360, you're slashing all over the place trying to get to bats, and then you're shooting with arrows. Oh, and I'm very yeah. inconsistent at hitting them with arrows. I'm like, <sighs> Yeah, because there's, there's, like, a bit where, um, don't they, aren't they in that room with the moving blocks? There's, like, a block in the middle of the, a room in the middle of the temple that's like a lava pit and you have to traverse the blocks and some of the blocks have this weird jetpack fin that's making them move and there's fire keys in there that can run into you yeah, and knock yeah, you yeah, on your yeah, ass yeah. into the lava pit yes i remember that and that was one of the instances where i was like god damn fire bats i'm tired it's of got this <laughs> random bridge across the middle of the room that does nothing oh yeah <laughs> Uh, and then all the, the the rolling boulder was a big mechanic in this, uh, t- a little bit in the water temple too, but definitely in this this temple. There's a whole room where it's like a big, you're like have a top down view, and it's like this big maze of, of various rolling rolling boulders, and you have to kind of figure out your way to get through them. And I consistently got hit by boulders, either them running into me or me being a dumbass and running into them because that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that room was. Um... It was a bit of a pain in the ass. That room wasn't my. It was not bad. My issue I had was that room where it's a maze, and the only way you know where to walls. go is because the jets of fire come up. <laughs> no, those I got hit every single time. I, yeah. that, that was definitely trial by error. I hit every <laughs> single one of those walls until I figured out which one was the right yeah. one. Perfect. So for context, uh, uh, like for for anyone listening who hasn't played you you are in this room and there's different doors cuz there's also fake doors that when you try and open them fall on you yeah, they is... like wiggle and they're very obviously fake doors you look at that and you're like bro you're you're a fake door you are a fake <laughs> door i've seen doors before and they do not look like you yeah well i mean a door doesn't it, it doesn't is not 3d protruding from the wall that is supposed to act as a door to... <laughs> right <laughs> but there's, there's this room 
<laughs> there's this room and the whole idea is that there's a set path you're meant to take but you don't know until you run a certain direction and then a, a wall of fire would appear telling you that you can't go that way but there's no there's no give it, as you're running the wall of fire just appears and you're like oh well cool no. i can't go that it, way and it appears as soon as you like almost make contact with like going past the two kind of pillars and you get knocked back and you're like oh, okay Go around at the other corner and just get knocked back again. You're like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was um it was annoying, but again, like I guess the overall theme of what we were saying, you know, it it didn't really do anything that kind of And even I mean, going into not only the dungeon and the mechanics and the puzzles themselves, but going into kind of the mini boss and the boss. So the the room that we were just referencing with all of the the, the maze with the, the firewalls that go up that leads you eventually into the mini boss room which is essentially kind of like this big square in the middle of a, of a room with fire coming out of it and then the boss is called the flare dancer mm-hmm. so he's a he's essentially like this scarecrow on fire and he has a little black ball in the middle and what i did is you just hook shot him and it comes towards you, and then you slash him, and then he runs around the the, the middle of the room. Dances. He dances essentially, <laughs> and then you just do that like three or four times. And it was like, yeah, eh. yeah. This okay. is this is this is what I did. Um, it took me a little while to figure it out because, um, so you, you run into the room, and then you don't see the little black creature at first. There's just kind of like this big tall fin comes out of the fire pit in the middle. Um, and you can see that it's got like a black center and then the rest of it's made of flames and it's shooting fire on the floor at you. Um, and it's only when you, it's only when you Z target that you realize that it's kind of emphasizing this fin in the middle. Um, and I was trying to shoot it with arrows. It wasn't, I can't remember if I was doing something. I don't think it actually worked though. Um, and I was like, do you know what? All right, let's try to fucking hook shot. And then the hook shot pulled it out and I was like, oh, okay. All right. Once I, I sussed I that say, out, I... it was, Yeah. I did. I did give Gor- the Gorons a lot of shit, but I think one of them does give you the hint that you can't use arrows or like bombs to hurt this thing. Like, there's there's other means of using items that to to kill this boss, and it wasn't with arrows. Yes, the only item that matters in this game, which is the hookshot, <laughs> which is used for literally every boss. Uh, <clears throat> hookshot's yeah. so OP, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, can really. we also talk about the fact that um, the Gorons refer to their bombs as special crop? Yeah. Or like you know, the Goron crop. crop. Like, yeah, I, I was like, what? You got like some ground. some homegrown Goron, like? Oh, <laughs> oh hell yeah! They uh, the underground of Goron City is like this big dispensary of <laughs> the special Goron crop that they've been growing. Yeah. They're getting out of the market of rocks. And going into, <laughs> yeah, they're into like, Goron we didn't figure out something else to eat. Just eating Goron crop. But yes, you defeat uh, this little flame dancer. I didn't even get a chance. Flare dancer. Whatever. He's made out of fire. Because uh, you were talking about like he kind of spins around and shoots flames all over the place. I didn't even get to see that part. I just kind of hookshot him and slashed him and then kept doing that. He didn't even get a chance to do his little spin attack. I mean, I will, uh, as much as it was a, an underwhelming boss, I will give it credit because he does change up his attacks as he progress. Right. He, he starts to throw out this fire that will chase you as you're moving around rather than just kind of being stationary. I think it's like the purple one. It's sort yeah, of in yeah. a circle and then it condenses and comes in towards you. Um, yeah, he'll, change, he'll then... change colors as you beat him. He'll change from like red to green to blue and then purple, I think, are the, the order. I'm not for Something sure. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, He'll change. 
but even then that was that was underwhelming as well because the 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 circle of fire you just run through the gap before it gets smaller and then you're like okay yeah okay cool fine whatever (laughs) Um, and then leading leading from there into the weapon that you get for this game which is the megaton hammer um and i'm curious because i was i was very surprised that i did this on the first try so in the room where you're getting the hammer there's a button and kind of this long spiral staircase, a very thin spiral staircase that leads up to the top where there's a chest surrounded by fire. So when you push the button, the fire leaves around the chest and there's a timer and you have to get up to the chest before the timer runs out or the flames will go back up again. Um, and again, there's this small, thin kind of spiral staircase and then a very large hole that I think <laughs> leads back to the very beginning yeah. of the dungeon. Uh, how did How did that go for you, Ben? I don't remember that. Well, this is how you get the weapon. <laughs> this is how you get why the hammer. I, why do I not remember that? You don't remember like the the big like it's like a hole in the middle of the room. There's like a, like a spiral. It's not a staircase, but it's like thin steps that spin around to the top, and you could easily fall off of them. I didn't fall off. Of them. That was the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to say he I did. He was bragging. Oh right? yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a big massive room and. It's um, it does like a weird little top-down screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember now. Yeah, he described um, it as a staircase, but it's definitely not well, stairs. Whatever. There's like they're well, like elevating. I got confused because there's a bit later on where you hit a switch with the hammer, and then the staircase appears, and you have to put a crate on the switch at the bottom. And that's what I was thinking of. I was like, "What? There's no weapon there." Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> no, I don't, I don't remember, and that. I don't remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I managed to do that first time, which was oh, quite surprising, oh, but well, very closely. So I'll just shit on my accomplishments. <laughs> no, very, very nearly on the way back down, I was cocky and I was like, "Yeah, I had to do this." And then I, I, I sort of jumped. I hit the edge and done the auto jump and managed to luckily well, jump in side. such a way, yeah, that I didn't fall down. I was like, oh, "Thank God." But it was very nerve-wracking. Uh, I remember being oh, very yeah, on it as I was running. So, yeah. So this gives you the Megaton Hammer, which is the weapon for this dungeon. And now you can hit large blocks. They, they've they introduced rusted buttons. There's buttons that, you know, obviously you can't push with your own body weight because they're rusted. And you can now use the, um, you can now use the hammer to do that. And... Yeah, that's what I was... I was going to say, like the the reason I remember that staircase that I was talking about is because because the button, it's yeah. So there's a button, it's a rusted button, and what it does, is you hit this rust, rusted button, and like it creates this staircase down into the temple. Oh, I and, do remember what you're talking about. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that, and it has like, like six keys in it. Yes, yeah. There's loads of keys in it, Fucking and <laughs> I I smashed one of the crates. There's two crates at the top of this staircase, mm. and I smashed one of them. And then I was like, oh, okay. Am I still here? Yeah, you're yeah. good. You're good. Okay, for some reason my TV just turned off. It just spooked me. Um, so, <laughs> so I smashed one of the crates and then um, I ran down the stairs, hit the switch. The door opened, like the bars came off. And then as soon as I stepped off the switch, it um, the doors came back, like the bars came back down. So I tried hitting it with a hammer. I thought, well, maybe I can like permanently put it into the ground. Um, and then that didn't nope. work. And I, looked at, <laughs> I looked at a walkthrough and they were like, oh, you have to use the crates. And I was like, thank fuck that I didn't break that other break, crate. Break, break, break. I, I do remember playing this as a kid 
and breaking the crates and being absolutely confused of what to do. Being like, I'm stuck. The game's obviously broken because I can't proceed for some reason. Uh, I don't well, remember. This is what, I, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure the, the crates spawn back. I don't remember. I don't really know. But I imagine so. Like, how else would they, they proceed? They, they would have to. They would have to. You wouldn't be able to do it otherwise. Could you imagine, like, yeah. failing the whole temple because you needed hearts and you broke <laughs> yeah, these and two you boxes? Have to restart. You don't get to you restart your game. You don't get to proceed. Imagine these these temples, but like a roguelike. Like, if you die, you start over and the temple's different. No. No, no. No. Do it. Do, do it, Nintendo. Roguelike Legend <laughs> this of This game has enough challenges. I don't need <laughs> a roguelike. Uh, yes, so you use the crate to push the button. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and eventually you get to a room where there's kind of like a large grate with the, kind of like this big block pillar in it. And what you do is you use the hammer to, to, to hit that and it falls to the very first floor, giving you access to jump across the lava pit to where the boss room is. Um, and then you fight the boss for this dungeon, which is Volvagia. Vol, vol, yeah, I, I read that and I was like... <laughs> I read that and I was like, like oh, that's a sex term. You can't, you can't, <laughs> that. you can't is, be calling your boss Volvagia. That's the like... <laughs> the Volvagia. The Volvagia. Um, and this... <laughs> just your note is, meh. Yeah, my, one of my notes underneath here is just, meh. Yeah, like... It was Whack-A-Mole. I wrote, <gasps> I wrote <laughs> Whack-A-Mole. I wrote Whack-A-Mole down here, guys. This wasn't planned. It was literally Whack-A-Mole. He, there's a bunch of holes and he peers through the hole and you run up to the hole and you hit him with a hammer and then you slash him with the sword. It's Whack-A-Mole. Literally, what you described is the entire boss. Yeah. He, there's, there's a variety of like little uh, holes around, little lava holes. He'll peek his head out. You hit him with the hammer. You slice him with your sword. He like flies up into the air and he'll fly around you, breathing fire and everything. And then a couple times later, after you've hit him a couple times, uh, he'll start dropping rocks kind of from the ceiling so you kind of have to avoid like these flaming boulders but that's it that's yeah. all you do Very he did actually he did actually take two fairies from me because i think i think i lost a fairy i lost a fairy i already used a fairy because of his fire breathing well so for me it was when he comes out the hole he does this thing where he like whips his like, hair whips. Like, <laughs> that's <what> I'm <laughs> he's just like it does a lot of damage it, it took it takes yeah. a fair couple of hearts each time um so luckily I, yeah luckily i had the fairies i farmed them from that temple of time bit i told you about oh yeah i know we've been using that i i have never known about that and now i'm just like oh if i ever need fairies let's go back to the temple of time and get fairies yeah. um fun fact though what I, what what is interesting about volvagia volvagia it's a dangerous group it's a dangerous group. <laughs> uh a little little nerd lore so obviously like there's the the gods and the deities in this game so so the Great Deku Tree is the god, the deity for kind of the forest section of, of, of Hyrule. And there's Lord Jabu Jabu, which is for the water section. And then Volvagia is actually the, the, the deity, the god for the fire section of Hyrule. But it's interesting that you fight him and you don't fight the other two. Like, why is he evil and the other two aren't? What he's I... evil in the same yeah, he's evil well, in the he's... Same way that like, Ganondorf made him evil, I'm assuming. Mm. Just like Jabu Jabu. Yeah. Who then swallowed the girl? But I don't think Jabu Jabu was necessarily evil. He just had like, I'll say, he had evil inside of him. He didn't do any <laughs> evil actions. Like you didn't fight Jabu Jabu as the boss bear. Jabu Jabu was huge. You can't just so. fight. You fought. You fought his inner demons. That's what you fought. <laughs> you fought his intestinal tract. Positive story. Gotcha. Uh, that was it. That's the only redeeming factor of Volvagia is he's one of the deity gods, and you fight him. It's not really a redeeming factor. Yeah, it's not. You're right. 
I tried to I tried to help you What is your magic meter didn't do it note about? So and and Ben, you can let me know if you did this, but after you beat the fire temple, you can go into one of the great fairy fountains that's nearby and you can upgrade it to your magic meter, which I did not do. Yes, that was it. Yeah, I've I've not run out because I'm not really using the spin attack all that much. And then when you do, you seem to get the pots. So it... yeah, it's it it's weird that I don't know what you would use it for afterward. I think that, and we'll we'll touch on this later on that there is a use for the magic meter with with arrows. Uh-huh, um, yeah. And having a having a larger uh, magic meter would help that. But no, I did not get the magic meter. No, I didn't even. No, I, I didn't even try. But after that, after we beat Volvagia, Volvagia, (laughs) we find out that Darunia is, in fact, the Sage of Fire. Yeah, go figure. Who would have thought? Right, right. Uh, And he gives us the Fire Medallion, and he's like, hey, I gotta stay here and protect the last four four Gorons that weren't eaten. Can I I ask a question? Because Durian... Oh, Duria, he likes to um, he likes to use the word brother a lot. So in my head, I've kind of given him this like Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan. voice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I think, and that's I think that started in this game. But going forward, all Gorons like use brother, brother in in their in their conversation, like on, in all the Zelda games. So oh, okay. they're all just descendants of Hulk Hogan, apparently. <laughs> Maybe a sick mustache. That would have been the. That would be cool if they had a sick like Hulk Hogan mustache. That would have been it. I mean, Darunia does has a pretty. Doesn't he have like a? He has a pretty good tash. Doesn't he? Something going on. Yeah, he has a little something, 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 something. It's not a picture of too much sushi. We'll just pretend. How was that? How was that walkthrough going for you? Oh, it's going great. Um, but after we beat the fire temple and get the fire medallion, now we have to head to the ice cavern, which. How do you know that if you don't have a Jared, though? Um, exactly. I don't remember. I don't remember if there's something in the dialogue that is like, hey, maybe you should go and see what's happening over at uh, Zora's Domain. Yeah, yeah. Basically, what happens is you're running around and Navi goes, hey, and you press the button. And she's like, can you hear that? Ar- can you feel that Arctic wind coming from Zora's Domain? Maybe you should check it out. And you're like, okay, cool. Very cryptic. She does that, it with that, um. That's... She does it with Death Mountain as well. She's like, "What's that weird cloud at the top of Death Mountain?" That one. That one makes a little more sense because you can see. He's like, "Do you feel that breeze?" <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's coming from Zora's domain. <laughs> and and that's also given that the player is going to be like, "Okay, I'll listen to you, Navi." Because at this point, this has happened a billion times, and you're like, "Fuck, I don't care, Navi. You're probably going to tell me that like your rookie bag looks pretty full or whatever." Yeah, she's is that a euphemism? Yes, it definitely is. <laughs> she um yeah, I mean she has her uses because if I it, I mean actually to be honest, I I need to go to Zora's domain because of Navi. Actually, I didn't even look at the walkthrough. Oh, I was dude. I was running around uh Lon Lon yeah, Ranch getting getting Epona. Oh. I did not get Epona. <laughs> no, we did not do that. <laughs> That's good. That would have been nice. Uh yeah. But you follow this cool breeze up towards uh, Zoro's domain, and if you play, if you met with Bean Weird Bean Guy in the last magic, episode, Magic Bean Man, Magic Bean Man, uh, and you planted those beans, there will be a little like floating leaf, mm. kind of where he was. And if you stand on that leaf, it just kind of lifts you up and brings you right in front of like where Zoro's domain is, which is great. You don't have to go through any of the little 
very helpful. Puzzly thing part. Did, did, did you do this, Ben? Did you plant the beans? No, I didn't. And now I wish I did. <laughs> I planted <laughs> I planted the bean in front of um, the cavern on Death Mountain, which lifts yeah, you up yeah. and takes you to just by uh, Goron Sea. So, so yeah, it does that exact same thing, except it brings you kind of right where that last uh, little octorock, the little shooty octopus mm. guy is like right before where you kind of do the windy stair the windy kind of grass path that leads up to the the entrance but it leads you to right there oh it's really helpful yeah that would have been have to travel and, and traverse that um but you play the song to get into zoro's domain and you realize that zoro's domain is all frozen over so that's mm. where that icy mm. chill is coming from where are the zoros at bro just like the gorons everyone's dying um, and you go around Zora's domain, and everything's the the whole lake is frozen over. The waterfall's frozen. You go up to where the king is, and he's encased in this. <laughs> he is also frozen. He's also frozen <laughs> in this red red crystal. Which at the time you'll be like, I don't know what that is. But you head you head back towards where Jabu Jabu was, and now it's also not completely frozen over. But there's kind of these frozen blocks that are kind of like leading a path to this big opening in the wall and this big cavern, and that is where. The, the ice cavern is and i remember traversing these little like uh these little ice platforms a lot harder than it was this time i mean there's some that are spinning and like most ice based mechanics link kind of slips and slides as he's trying to walk on it but it wasn't actually too difficult as i remember no i i went for the um i went for the fucking the heart piece that's at the far end and this is the one heart piece that I got that wasn't part of <laughs> beating the game. Congratulations. I, I fell off and trying to climb back on is just impossible. Like it starts to I, tip. I actually don't think you can. Can't. I think you have to go back to the beginning to go back and jump on the on the platforms. Yeah, I, I don't think I actually managed to get back on one of those platforms. Um, so you have to kind of swim back to the beginning and do it again. So you get the heart piece. And you make your way back, you go inside this, this big opening cave in the wall, and you go into the ice cavern. And I liked the ice cavern much more than the fire temple. Mm-hmm. I also liked your description of it, Ben. You said the ice cavern is an ice cavern, which I <laughs> thought was just fantastic. It's just such... I, I feel like it's my favorite um, my favorite so dungeon of, of everything so far. Yeah, it was really... I liked it. It was really cool. It's... <laughs> it's Stop. <laughs> it's, um... Jesus. It, it was just good. Even you know the the puzzles in it are nice. It's it's set out in such a way that you kind of get lost, but not really. Like it's still it's still very intuitive. It's as intuitive as um, Dodongo's Cavern, but right. um, with kind of this new element added to it in terms of this uh, this fire that you have to to combat. Right. Right. And yeah, like, I mean, just speaking on it, it being intuitive, where the the fire temple felt like it didn't really do a lot different with mechanics. I mean, just having kind of the slippery ice mechanic where Link, you know, has a hard time getting his footing, that makes things a little more interesting in this dungeon. You have some new, new enemies, which I figured out the weird old men, like, I, I don't know, abominable snowman looking ice things are called the freezers, which... Are those things that blow the wind? Yeah, they're called freezers, which... Okay, fine, sure, whatever. And that feels like a lost in translation, uh, Finn. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Um, and those are cool because they will blow uh, this icy wind at you, which will freeze you. If you hookshot them, you can get close to them and then it takes two sword slashes and they're, and they're dead. But they, they make, as an interesting new enemy, uh, 
we referenced before, but there's the ice keys, which are the worst thing in the world because oh, they, they also awful. freeze you. And when you get frozen, you're frozen for like a good second or two. You start just like losing hearts and then you kind of break free. But these ice bats will just kind of swoop in from nowhere behind you and freeze you. And you're just like, God yeah. damn it. Yeah, they the are. The other bats yeah. are just as annoying, but their effect isn't as annoying. Oh, as no. Ones. It's just so time consuming. Yeah. Um, but along with new enemies, this, this dungeon also incorporates a couple new mechanics. So one of the mechanics is there's these silver rupees that you have to collect. And when you collect all the silver, silver rupees, it opens up doors and entrances to more parts of the dungeon, which is pretty cool because they'll be, they'll be high up, they'll be behind you know, puzzles, they'll be kind of in inconvenient locations, and you have to figure out how to collect all of these to proceed. Uh, and as you go through, you, you unlock the blue fire, which blue fire freezes the red ice. I don't, I don't, I, it's what it does i just don't know if that's what it's called the blue fire unfreezes the yeah it's, it's called um i think they call it a cool oh, flame so the, the idea is that the cool flame puts out the hot flame it's like ice flame for like fire water flame i don't know it's weird literally surrounded by water that makes no sense i know it's <laughs> it's so stupid it's so stupid um, just know that the blue the blue fire uh, uh, melts the red ice. Yeah, which kind of kind of oh. puts on to um, <laughs> like the fact that the king is encased in what you at first you think is this weird kind of red ice crystal, but now you realize that it's this thing that can be burnt by the blue flame that you have from the temple. Yeah, and I knew from playing through this ice cavern before that. You used this multiple times, so I think I think we have three bottles now. So I just stocked up on blue yeah. fire because I know that you have to go back and, and use this multiple times throughout this dungeon. So I was like, I gotta. I mean, and there's other locations where you get blue fire as well throughout the dungeon, but it just conveniently having it on you is nice. If you yeah, have more than yeah. one bottle, I would recommend just getting as much blue fire as you can. Yeah, that's definitely what I did as well. I was kind of as much as I as much as this is probably my favorite dungeon slash temple of the game so far. I was kind of annoyed that I couldn't hookshot the silver rupees. Because... Mm, yeah, you, you can hookshot normal rupees. Yeah, you can hookshot normal rupees, and you can also hookshot the gold scutula, whatever they're called, tokens. Right, right. Um, So it was kind of like the game had conditioned me to be like, oh yeah, I can hookshot that. So then when I couldn't, I was like, wait, what? What the fuck? <laughs> That's why they're grey. Exactly. Oh, obviously. You can't hookshot. Obviously. And I mean... <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, having that ability, like, if you could hookshot the Grey Rupees, it would make it so much easier to get. Because, I mean, some of them are, like, in higher-up locations, but not high enough where if you had shot it with a hookshot, you wouldn't be able to reach yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So this just makes it where, like, hey, you actually have to go and, and physically grab these Rupees. It was just, um, um, yeah, it's, it's just a nice little dungeon, you know? It's um... Yeah, I enjoyed it. I even liked, and I don't usually like the ice block puzzles, but I mean, and it could be just muscle memory from this dungeon. I did it fairly quickly, but I I enjoyed the, the ice block puzzle. Yeah. So there's there's uh, you're talking about the room where you you have um, there's essentially a block in the middle, and you have to push the block. Um, and it's one of those yeah. puzzles where there's rocks, and you have to push it against the rock to be able to push it the other way. It's similar right. to um, the the gym in one of the early Pokemon's. There's like a um... that's what I was on a reference. There's lots of like gyms like that where. Instead of you like you know you pushing a block, you're actually using your physical body to hit different like points of interest. While you're well, where you'll stop 
and then go proceed. When we got yeah. to this point of the game, my comment was, uh, Nintendo's been making money off of ice puzzles for, like, <laughs> 30 years now. Yeah. There's, still, there's still ice puzzles in Nintendo games to this yeah. day. Yep, oh, it was Pokemon Gold. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, the, the Lake of Rage or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's so, that's yeah. that puzzle, and you have to. There's one point you have to get to where you get the blue fire. I think that's the first time you catch it, and then you yeah. have to uh, move the block in such a way to get to a side of the room to progress to the rest of the dungeon. Correct. Yeah, you got when you first encounter the blue fire, you kind of backtrack, and then in, in the main in one of the main rooms you get into, there's kind of like this large fan blade that's spinning in the middle. <laughs> yeah, that'll like cut you if you get caught in it. Which I got hit, I got hit by every single time. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's like there's literally five times. There's no row. avoiding that thing. At least not for me. No, I I couldn't I couldn't suss out a way to to do it. Um, I you, even you tried rolling under room. it, and it just didn't work. Either. Nope, that doesn't work either. <laughs> no, that's not a good plan. <laughs> just gonna chopped in half. Imagine just like a gory link, just like like just, death animation getting ugh. cut in half. Great, I'd play it. Of course you would. <laughs> Wolfos. Uh that's what's next, right? I mean, yeah. I after well, after you open the door of the <laughs> after you move the block to open the door of the Correct. ice puzzle, you mm-hmm. are confronted with uh, once again another werewolf. And this one's white. This one's so a white werewolf, but it's it cold. Again, I mean, and the trick with this one or with any of the wolfos is just do the spin tech. Like if you do the spin attack, you don't have to kind of do like the weight and like, okay, he's going to attack, he's going to okay, shield and then hit. If you just do the spin attack, you'll get kill him in like three or four hits. I mean, there's a better trick. Oh, do tell. If you hit them from behind, just it's a one-shot him. kill. Oh. If you can get behind them and stab him in the back, that's, it's a one-shot kill. That That's that Metal Gear Solid logic right there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The, totally didn't hear it from the walkthrough. Expecting it to involve the hookshot, to be honest. <laughs> if you just throw the hookshot at it, then it's... No, the hookshot doesn't work because, like, they've got these no. weird, like, metal arms that they can't... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so strange because there's, like, there's a certain sound effect that they that they use for, like, metal, but then they also use it for just, like, not hookshotable items. So, like, everything yeah. will make this metal sound. Werewolves! Well, even what? the, like, weird little tube things. Like, if you try to hit it with your sword, oh, yeah. and it's bent over, it'll make the same metal sound. And I'm like, you're literally just all flesh. You're a weird worm. Like, why are you metal? Yeah. And like, we, yeah, we run into, into those in the in the water temple. But yeah, it's that, that weird metallic sound they use for, like, things that you can't hit, or things that you can't access. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Metal werewolves. Pure steel. <laughs> but you finish you you kill the the steel werewolf and a chest appears and you unlock the iron boots which are very important for the next dungeon temple eh, that we go through which is the water temple the yeah. iron boots make no sense by the way yeah they don't uh but before that we are confronted with Sheik again and Sheik gives you the serenade of water this is my favorite out of all of them. Out of all of the songs, this one... The Serenade uh, of Water is a banger. Can we, the Serenade of Water is a banger. Can we talk about the fact that like all of these uh, songs to get to the temples are like much more complex than like, Zelda's Lullaby oh, or Sorrow? Yeah. So- Zelda's Lullaby is like four notes, and like these songs are like full sheet music. <laughs> well, so- you're like, bro, I just got this out like seven years ago. So yeah, like I, mean, <laughs> I haven't played in so long. I've got to the point now where I know Zelda's Lullaby is left up, right, left up, right. And I could just go do 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 do, and um, <laughs> Saria's son is down right left down right left, and I just know that from just being like, oh yeah, they're simple. But then you get like, I think the the inf- the Blaze Inferno for the Fire Temple was like yeah. 
A down, right, right, left, A up. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Why is this so yeah, strange? Yeah, I was just playing free jazz on the Ocarina. <laughs> yeah, the only, those three I remember, and then the Temple of Time, the Song of Time one I remember as well, but I always have to go back and reference like, Wait, what was this one again? Which is partially why we never use them. Yeah, because we don't remember just, them. Like, yeah. It would be nice I, if, like, in... I don't know if it was in the 3DS version or something, but, like, some sort of feature yeah. where from the menu you can select the song and it will have the grayed-out notes so you can... Like, you know when you first learn it, the notes are grayed out and you can press them and yeah. do it. Something like that for the more complex ones would make me want to use them more. Like, so for the Son of Time, uh, I know I learned that. It took me a while, but it's like, right A down, right A down. Yeah. Um, but I could not tell and, you and for love nor money any of the temple ones. <laughs> <laughs> and they did do this. I mean, with the with the Ocarina remake on 3DS, they had the benefit of having a bottom screen. Oh, so your menu yeah, was on yeah. the bottom screen the whole time. So you can at any point you have your all your songs at the bottom screen that you can just tap on to see what, what the notes are at any point and scroll through your item menu. But it's really convenient because one of the problems with the water temple is consistently opening and closing your, your menu. menu. Oh my fucking lord. All you had to do <laughs> was put the iron boots on a C button. That's all they had to do. And you know, in the 3DS remake, it's just a toggle on the bottom screen. Like you just toggle them on and off with a button. Even better. Just just put it, make me, allow it so I can rather than them being a piece of equipment make them an item because the whole idea with the equipment yeah. is you have to go into the <clears> menu and change your tunic and blah 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 right but we have a sword a shield a giant hammer but it's the boots it's the boots that, that pull us <laughs> over to the point in which we're sinking i don't think so <laughs> yeah but yeah so so before we get in, into the water temple um i don't know if you did this but immediately when Sheik taught us the serenade of water i just teleported to the dungeon that was the first thing i did uh, uh yes so i didn't yeah I, yeah i didn't just make my way i didn't just backtrack i just kind of just teleported right to the water temple no i should I actually thinking actually... about it and doing doing that in hindsight that would have been amazing no i actually went across hyrule field uh, <laughs> <laughs> down to lake hillier jeez yeah that, that's a far that's a far walk it isn't with epona Oh shit! You're a fucking horse. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember when the horse comes into play. There, there's a point in the game where you have to get the horse. Oh, I was, I was going to say. In our... She did. She didn't. Yeah. come. I had to go to Lon Lon Ranch and beat the fucking dude. And like, yeah. Yeah. No, th- there is a point, and we'll I will talk about your experiences when we get there. I think I think next week's leg is where we have to get. You're forced to get. The yeah, because I think you have to get the opponent to get to the Grado Desert. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. But for now, the infamous water temple. So you teleport or walk or horseback, whatever your means of transportation. You get to the water temple. You get to the water temple. uh, And Lake Hylia is almost completely drained, except for a small pool right where the the entrance of the temple is. Convenient. Uh, And it took me me a second to remember how to enter the temple. Uh, I didn't realize or, or I had forgotten that you can use the hookshot while underwater. The hookshot kind of is the only up. item you can use underwater. Yeah, it's... I just, I don't know. It's strange. It doesn't really make any sense. It, it does... In sort a sense, I, I'll, get, I'll get to that later. Um, I, I, okay, I mean, it's not like a big... But the one of the enemies in the temple, the, the clams, you fight... Fucking clams. You oh. fight underwater, but 
I put two and two together when I realized I could use the hookshot underwater to get into the temple. I was like, oh, well, I can use the hookshot to kill the clam. Yeah, the hookshot is, is, a, is a big component in this next dungeon. Clams and the weird iron Spike mine balls. All I can think, I, I was saying in one of the earlier episodes, I don't remember much of the Game Grumps playthrough, but I remember Aaron freaking out about the clams. And I can literally hear him in my head going, fucking clam! <laughs> um, and it's understandable because there's a very small window to attack them and it is a bit of a pain in the ass yeah yeah it's annoying um but you you make your way underwater and you hook shot this little button that's above the door and the door opens and now you are inside the infamous water temple yes and i will say that the water temple isn't as hard as i remember it being the annoyances more come from equipping and unequipping the iron boots uh and later on we didn't do something in the beginning that made us have to kind of backtrack and redo oh uh, you didn't move the block did you nope which which caused a lot of backtracking which was really annoying but was, other than yeah. that I, it was pretty smooth i yeah so i mean it wasn't as bad as i was expecting because obviously you as as somebody who's never played the game you kind of hear about the infamous right. water temple and um i understand a lot of people's why it would anger people kind of going into the menu and right because the the boots the iron boots get changed a lot um so constantly the whole the whole premise of this temple yeah the whole premise of this temple is that the temple has a water level and by playing uh zelda's lullaby at certain points in the temple you can raise or lower the water level and you have to do that repeatedly to access different areas um and you also have to equipped iron boots to get down to the lower areas and take them off to get to the higher areas uh, right. there's a lot of switching going on yeah so there's then there's three different water levels that you could do it can be completely lowered there's a mid-tier and then it can be completely raised um i don't i think when you first enter the temple it's fully raised it's either fully raised or like in the middle I'm, i don't remember but there's there's kind of four different directions that you can go to. There's the entrance which you came through, and then there's doors to your right and left, and then there's entrances in front of you. And you kind of have to figure out where where to go next. Um, you end up going through an entrance, and you meet up with Rudo again. He's in her adult form and still <sighs> wanting to still marry crazy. you. Still, still crazy, horny still horny as very fuck. Crazy. Oh yeah, she is. She's just like yeah, and you're my husband. I'm your wife, and we're gonna make beautiful fish people. <laughs> fish yeah, abominations. And- Fish abomination, fish fairy man. Yeah, she is, uh, uh, and then she runs away. Yeah, yeah surprise. You don't see, like she's in the beginning, and she's like, "Hey, like come with me, and I'll show you like what to do." And we're like, "Okay," and then she disappears, and, and then that's it. You're yeah. here until the end. Yeah, with and she, which I'm fine with. Her, with. She, she... <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really not a negative. I'm right, be that's probably one of the benefits of the water temple is not having to deal with carry her, carry her, <laughs> just in her adult form. It's like firemen carry her around the dungeon. Because uh, she's significantly taller now than when she. I think she's taller than Link. At this point. So are we, though. So you've also grown seven years. You know, does does a lot to the body. Does wonders. Don't phrase it like that, um, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> does, does a lot to the body. Um, um, but yeah, Rudo teaches you and shows you that you can change the water temple. Where you meet her is kind of where you bring it to its lowest form, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. But she doesn't teach. You. I want to know why the iron. I have a problem. I want to know why the iron balls can still hover in air when it's all the way down. 
They kind of just like roll on their spikes as they like. No, 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 no. They're hovering. So they're not rolling on their spikes. Are you so, talking about yeah, yeah. the the weird creatures that turn to rocks and then randomly yeah, turn the to rocks metal? and then they're like stinging the steel uh, yeah. like forks or whatever? They do the same maneuvers underwater as they do when there's air, and I'm like, that's not fair. Yeah, I assumed they were rolling rocks. on the spikes. Yeah, duh, it was obvious. Well, whatever. <laughs> Point being, yeah, but Ruto um, doesn't even yeah. teach you how to lower it. She's just like, follow me, and then you you float up to this room, and you turn around, and there's a block in the wall, and you're like, oh, that's one of the blocks that's the same as the... Oh, no, so you, do you play Zelda's Lullaby, or do you play the Temple no, of... The, the, the Son of Time. The Song of Time. Yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the symbol from the door of time, um, and then you, you play it, and uh, you change the water level, and that's kind of how you realize, oh, yeah, I can manipulate this. No sense. Again, what? should be the Water Temple song, if anything. Why are yeah, you playing why? the Song of Time? Are you going back in time? Is that what's happening? Maybe that's what you're doing. You're, you're getting this object, and you're sending it back to a time where the object wasn't there. No, what? It's raising and lowering the water level. No, the water <laughs> level is Zelda's lullaby. Moving the blocks is the Song of Time. No, but you I'm play the sure Song, of, song t- of Time. I'm pretty sure you play the but, Song of Time to change the water level. No, actually, no, you don't. Yeah, you play, you play yeah, Zelda's, Zelda's lullaby, lullaby. yeah. Yeah, and either and, way, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, neither of those songs make sense. To no, the water they, they teach you the serenade of water. So why aren't you using? I mean, it's a longer song, so it'd be like oh. it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but that, you, that, they could have the just been reason... like, "Oh, we're going to use this song for the dungeon. Let's not make it super complex. Let's make it left, right, left, or something like you know." <laughs> Just one note. I mean, even or then, even the better. Only, the only reason we know the other songs is because we have to play them to the entire game. That's so true. You, you That's learn true. them. Even better, you know, the whole of Zelda revolves around switches. Why is it not just a switch you step on to change the water level? Yeah, I don't know amazing. why they decided to go with songs in this one. Like, I think this is the this is really the only temple. Temple. This is really the only temple <laughs> that's like song. specifically song around the song. Like, you use the song constantly to get through this temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because it's not just it's it, the water starts off at the top level and then you bring it down to the bottom and then to the mid and then to the top. But then you have to bring it down to the lowest level again because there's something at the bottom that you have to do. Uh, it's it's not as simple also, as you. Ha- there's a lot of backtracking. I think that was one of my notes oh, yeah. because there's also a thousands keys in this in this dungeon. Uh, there's so many so small keys you get. I I when I entered this dungeon, I was like, okay, for the sake of the podcast, I need to experience this dungeon as it's intended. No walkthrough. And I was doing Oof. it. I was doing it, and I was like, okay, this isn't actually terrible. And then I got to a point where I was like, wait, there is no feasible way for me to progress. <laughs> so I'm looking through the walkthrough. I missed one fucking small key. Yeah, and, and see that's and we had referenced this in you know earlier episodes with the dungeon. I think you know maybe it was the forest temple or something that it's not impossible to progress. But if for some reason you didn't go through like the door that was in front of you and you went to the left, like you'll still be able to progress. But it just so happens that the door in front of you was one key that you need like an hour into the dungeon you're like god damn it I yeah go all i literally back to this one small key i had to go all the way back to the room where you meet ruto and reenact every single thing i'd done and what i did was there's when you think... when you float up to the bit after ruto there's a bit that you can stop off at and you can blow up the side of this wall and then there's a chest inside with a small key yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i remember that was one that we went back to but i think that is more of the annoyance. If you don't, if you're not following the walkthrough and going like exactly key by key in which to get, I mean, even in our situation where we didn't, and we'll elaborate that in a second, where we didn't move the block in the beginning, 
it means you have to go back. But unfortunately, going back means like raising the water temp- water level, then lowering it, and then bringing it to the middle. And all of these sections where you raise and lower the water temple, I mean the water level, are in completely different spots of the dungeon. Yeah. So you have to traverse the dungeon again, like all over again, <laughs> just to get back to these areas where you raise and lower the water level. Yeah, it's because like, the the one <laughs> the one to get it to the lowest bit is above where you meet Ruto. And then the mm-hmm. mid the mid one is in this weird tower that's in the yeah, middle. You have inside. to hook yeah. shot up. And then the other one's on this random ledge that's just like at the top just, of the it's temple. Just there. And there's nothing else. It's, it's just strange. like this small little path with a stone, and then you jump to the middle structure, and that's it. But yeah, that that was my main my main issue with it is like the boots having to be swapped all the time. Just make them an item. I don't know what that's really annoying i'm sure on the 3ds it would work yeah but oh yeah no like i said it's just like bottom screen it shows like a button that has the boots on and you just you just tap it to go on yeah and then zelda's lullaby on a stone that should be the son of time makes no sense on top of the fact it should be the serenade of water that you learned from sheep (laughs) and just there's so much backtracking even if you do even when i followed i ended up following the walkthrough and even then, there was still so much backtracking without me yeah, missing things. We ended things. up using the walkthrough as well. I think in the beginning, I think oh, we I was, got yeah, I was trying to play it without the walkthrough. I think we actually out. got to the mini boss of this dungeon without the yes. walkthrough, and then yeah. after that, we used the walkthrough for the rest of it. But I'm pretty sure, like, because you played through a majority mm-hmm. of this dungeon, you got to the mini boss without using the walkthrough. Speaking of the mini boss, um, the one, the only, yeah, the mini boss is is quite infamous. It's Dark Link, yeah. Um, fucking annoying <laughs> well yes he's very annoying but he's also super cool i don't know if you noticed and there's like small little hints to this so after you've traversed the water temple you've raised and lowered the water a billion times you've gone through whirlpools and waited in water and have gone to the bottom to hit buttons you reach a room and it's like it's almost like a flat like yeah glass lake with like a tree like with a tree like right in the center mm-hmm. uh, and if you if you pay attention to it when you walk in Link has a reflection in the water, but as you pass the tree, Link's reflection is gone. Oh wow! And you get to the other side. You get to the other side, and the door is locked. And you turn around, and there's a shadow version of himself. And then you have to fight Dark Link. And he is hard because he will essentially mirror every move that you do. Well, so you yeah. Slash, he'll also slash. Well, it, unless you, I think it's the frost. If you go to frost, he jumps on the edge of the sword and like stabs Correct. you in the face. Yes, <laughs> which, but, um, which is annoying. Yeah, if if you so like Navi has this fin where if you lock onto an enemy, you can press up and she tells you about them. Um, yeah, and you press up, and it just says Dark Link, conquer yourself, and there is no other information. <laughs> um, how did you beat him? That's, that's, that's... So, and, and it, actually, in the walkthrough, it tells you this. You, which was my original method, right? Which is also surprising because Kai's me- method is just to tap B and whale randomly. Yeah. I'm like, wait, hold on. Let me look up how to do this. And it's like, yeah, don't Z target. Just slash randomly and you'll beat him. And it's like, oh, that's what he did. And that's what I did. Yeah. I mean, it still took a long time and was tedious. Well, because yeah, he... Well, really, what, ha- go on, go what on, go happens on. is that you'll hit him and then, like, You're... he'll hit you, you'll take damage, and then in that moment in between when it doesn't know what it's doing, like, I guess when the computer can't... Like, you can just hit it at that moment right after he hits you, which kind of worked. Just keep yeah. swinging. Well, because yeah. after you hit That's... him, he disappears. Right, yeah. and then he'll come back. Yeah. I just, that's what I had to do. I was just spamming B. I was just wailing on the B button. Um, yeah. Just hoping yeah. that I hit him. 
it's cool. Fun fact, this Dark Link is the final boss in Zelda 2. Okay. Well, you learned something new. There you go. Learn something new every day. That was not a fun fact of the moment, by the way. It was fun. Not, not <laughs> when I was trying to beat him. He's like, hey, hey fun fact about this, uh, this boss. Shut and I was the fuck like, up, Jared. <laughs> not the time. Sitting there wailing on him. I'm like, this boss was actually the last boss in <laughs> Zelda 2. And I'm like, that, is that helpful for this moment? Yeah, you're going to be the last boss in Zelda 2 in a fucking minute. <laughs> <laughs> so you beat Dark Link eventually. You, you, you conquer your demons, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you go into the the next room, and the the, the item for this dungeon is actually just a longer hook shot. It's the long shot, <laughs> as, as if the the hook shot wasn't uh, already overpowered. It's going to give you extra length. Yeah, I think it's actually Gross. twice extra as length long. Is always isn't it? encouraged. Oh yeah, yeah it, it, is. it does say it says it's twice as long. Because you get this little cutscene. Uh, is that long that if you if you shoot to something, there's actually a cutscene of Link zooming in. Like, like yeah. zooming in towards it. Yeah, uh, we encountered an interesting. I don't necessarily want to call it a glitch necessarily. So after you get the long shot behind it, there's kind of this block that's in the ground, and you play the song of time, and it removes it and allows you to jump down and continue through the uh, dungeon. It just didn't work for us. Like the little prompt is that, like, oh, when you're like close enough, it's like, oh, play the song, and the little sheet music comes up. That never happened. Oh. And I, we did it a bunch of times. We like saved and quit and turned off the, the N64 and had to do it all over again and go back. And it still wasn't working. And, and then eventually I just kind of played it, I guess, in the right spot. And it decided to work. But it was a good 20 minutes of like, yeah, well, well, our game is broken. To... So Yeah, I, I learned this trying to get the water level up. You have to wait for Navi to go over. Like Navi becomes well, we green. Yeah. It still, it still had oh, been working. Oh yeah. damn! Full, we full on little Navi, bug. We used everything. It like came up the first time and regrettably played the wrong. Yeah, song. Yeah, Kai, Kai played the wrong song. It wasn't a glitch. It wasn't a glitch. Your console was just like, you know, <laughs> you're fucking dumb, man. Like, you're just not. <laughs> you're trying to play the. You're trying uh, to play I'm... the Son of Time on the Son of Time Stone. Come on, what are you doing, man? Playing the Serenade of Water. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you it's doing? not the right, right dungeon for that. And like, I looked it up and. There was a lot of reasons that could have been why, but one of them was like a controller issue. Like there's a glitch in the controller. Like one of the C buttons is like the signal is sending that the C button is like always down for some reason. So when you pull out the ocarina, it like messes. I don't know. I have no idea why it wasn't. Working. We eventually got it to work. We so. got it to work, but it was yeah. very, it was very strange and frustrating for for good good amount of time. I was like, are we just are we just kind of stuck here? Oh now? man, could you imagine? Um, but now you have a long shot and you make your way through the dungeon. You actually get back to the main room and when the water level is at its fullest, there's kind of a, uh, an area that's inaccessible. you you, I don't know if you've tried, but your hookshot can't reach that far. Oh, and now with the long yes. shot, you can access that area. It's that bit where yeah. you have to hit the eye and then there's a gate that comes down after a yeah. set amount of time. Yes. Yeah. I remember as a kid, like constantly trying to be like oh i can make it like i could just make it like i was just too slow i needed to try it again and really you just need the long shot yeah yeah i was yeah i did try a couple of times i was like oh my god like this this timing is so quick so i have to like have the arrow and then hit it and then immediately hook shot and like i was like why ain't the red dot here and what the what (laughs) it's just yeah (laughs) just not having it yeah and and going going through this little gate is kind of how you get the boss key so you Mm -hmm. go through this you fight 
more of the stupid clams and the goddamn rock forks or whatever they're called. Well, there's that Did room where you them? um you press the switch and they just fall down from the ceiling on top of you. It's the strangest setup for a dungeon room. It's and like, there's nothing else in there. It's just like a gate. No, no. There's just a gate with water and like two clams and two of these rock fins and they just fall down. And you're like, oh, maybe I need to go up there, but you don't. You actually need to go to the other side of the room where this other gate opened. So weird. I really enjoyed, uh, there's a room in this dungeon that's kind of like like blocks on like an like an escalator almost on a waterfall yeah and i think this is oh it's either yes on the way yes. to the boss or on the way to the boss key but essentially they're going down to a waterfall and then on the opposite side of where you came in they're kind of falling off into this this abyss and you have to hookshot onto these blocks and you have to hookshot up yeah. these kind of ascending you do, stairs you do that before top. getting the long shot yeah yeah do that was actually quite fun shot and then you get it and it's much easier with the long shot yes i do remember that because you can skip like three or four blocks <laughs> with the long shot yes. it makes it so much but i really frustrating. i really enjoyed that part of the, the dungeon it was fun you can't forget the lovely uh snake statues that come out of the ground with the hook shot uh oh yeah what is that there's like a weird snake statue you have to oh, yeah. shot the like, crystal they're like little dinosaurs or something oh no they look like snakes they don't have arms or legs so i'm gonna go with snake oh you talk about that oh okay yeah yeah where you like raise it and lower it to in certain rooms like just the water level will raise in that room and it'll also raise these like statuesque things that you use to you know get over gaps or use it to get to higher places and everything you hit the the crystals which i believe appear in lots of zelda games oh yeah those specific like weird the the diamond prisms yeah to Mm -hmm. light up i did like um there's there's a couple of things where like you have to like there's there's one room where there's a spout of water and you have to stand on the spout of water and shoot the fin with an arrow i was just about to say this because this also brings my point that i want to really drive home is goddamn i hate these spiders Especially in that situation, because you're like you're standing on the little uh, the waterfall, and you have to shoot the prism across the room, and you could hear its little hops. Yeah. You're like, where is this coming from? Oh yes, it's yeah. On top of you, and as like you hit the prism, and then the little waterfall will go up, giving you access to more of the the area, and it'll hit you and push you off the little waterfall. And you're, <laughs> you gotta wait for the timer to go through. And it's like I hate them. Hate yeah. the spiders. Yeah, there's something. <sighs> there's something else, but. You eventually get to the boss key, make your way back into the main room, and then you get to fight the... Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Before you enter the boss room, you have to run up the slope of spiky, spiky... Christ, I remember that. Back and forth, which took us, regrettably, way too long. So, right right before the, the boss door, there's this incline, and then there's these, like, spiked pucks that are sliding back and forth on this incline. And my first my first intention was like, oh, I'll use the iron boots because I'll be heavy and I'll be able to climb it or whatever. Uh, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to just walk regularly. Mm-hmm. But when you hit the incline, you have like half your normal walking speed. And if you get hit by any of these little spike pucks, you'll slide back down. And you can't stop. And you can't stop. Because if you stop walking, you'll also slide down. So it has to be one consistent run up this hill. And if you stop or get hit, you slide back down. And like I said, we did I think it. we did like fifteen times, oh, more than that. It, yeah, it, it yeah really I think bad. it took me. Mine was easily double digits. Um, I tried the same thing. I tried the iron boots. I tried 
hitting them with an arrow. I tried blowing them up with a bomb. And in the end, I looked at a walkthrough and it was like, no, you just need to leg it. I'm just hope you don't get hit. So, okay. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Thanks, walkthrough. Thanks, IGN. I mean, you've got this long shot. Why not put a long shot spot at the end so you can just like. There. There's, too easy. <laughs> there's no other sections in this gate in this dungeon that's like oh this incline that you have no. to like try to tr- it's like it's just at the they, end they threw like, one last thing and they they were like yeah let's do this this is a good plan well i mean other than the boss you only use the long shot like two or three times getting to the boss so it isn't even yeah it's not even that even, functional of an item even in the boss i feel like you could have used the regular hook shot I was definitely close enough where I was like, I'm close enough to have had the regular hookshot. The evil space amoeba. Uh, yeah. Should, should we talk so, about the boss then? Yeah. Yeah. So you so the dungeon boss for this temple is called Morpha, mm-hmm. and I believe I don't remember what its like subtitle was. Water it was like amoeba or something. Like evil that. water amoeba, and it's just like so. Okay. Well, you get into a room and it's kind of a square of water, and there's there's four individual platforms in the water, and essentially Morpha is just this little orb that can take control of the water. It's kind of like the fire dancer. Well, you forgot, you, yeah, forgot you, gotta, the, um, you forgot the Rotu's voice comes down and is like, hey, be careful, that water isn't normal water. Oh, oh I, yeah. I do remember that, yes. That's no, the only time she says in. anything. <laughs> he immediately is like, I'm going to jump in. Yeah, but it's, it's like this... Water? Yeah, it's like this... Um... No, like the actual boss isn't the water itself. It's like this weird little orb that can, like, manifest the water into tendrils that it attacks you with. Which is kind of a cool concept for a boss. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's definitely yeah. But it is. <laughs> no, it's it's just. It's not, it's not my favorite. Was it a very you know, non-boss fight, or was it just me? Like, no. it felt very long. I don't think so. I think we did ours relatively. It was oh, one try, t- barely. I I ended that oh, boss yeah, fight with we one quarter of a heart. With a quarter of a heart. Oh, because like, it, it starts off. Um, so so to talk about the boss fight, like the whole idea is that, um, he kind of attacks you with these tendrils, like of of water. They grab you and throw you around. Um, and what you have to do is similar to the flare dancer. Is there's for some reason it like floats up and down this one tendril for like five seconds and you have to hook shot him out and then swipe him is what sorry no i said i don't know what the what like what's the game plan there for this boss he's like has his little tendril and then this little ball just moves back and forth and it's like what are you what's going on i don't know it's probably the same as like you know how like the the zodiac killer and stuff like to taunt the police he's like taunting link like hey you can't get me and then you get him and he's like oh shit i mean (laughs) And in the second half of, of this this boss, more tendrils will come up, and I many times got hit with one from behind trying to attack the one that was just moving up and down. Yeah. So, uh, the most frustrating part is that when it grabs you, it does so much damage. Well, not like stupid amount hearts. of damage. Not only that, but you were saying that this boss took, fight took a long time. It's like a five-second, ten-second cutscene of it just, like, wiggling you <laughs> yeah. back and forth and then tossing you across the dungeon. Onto spikes, by Onto the way. Spikes. Yeah. Yeah. Onto spikes, yeah. Onto wall spikes, which are never fun. Yeah, I mean, that, that's why I kind of, I was using the long shot, because what I did in the end was, because it's like this Olympic-sized swimming pool of water, <laughs> like, in the middle of yeah. the room. Um, so what I would do is, say he was on the left side, I would go round to the opposite side of the pool and then long shot him across. Because you have to, there was a couple of times where I was standing too close to the edge of the water, 
And so when I hookshied yeah. him, he fell straight into the water, so I couldn't hit him with the sword, which is what took a lot well, of the time up at the boss battle. Uh, pointless metal sounds. Uh, if you try to hookshot him in the water or longshot him in the water, it makes the same metal sound. I just realized yeah. another thing that makes no sense. It could be that your hookshot's just going through the water and hitting the bottom of the... Of the... It's not. Okay. That's not happening. <laughs> just cut that down before um, it can even blossom. There... <laughs> There is a way to cheese this boss. I was unfortunately unable to do it. But when... Is that a technical term? Yes, cheese the boss is definitely a technical term here. Um, when the tendril comes out and the little Morpha ball is going up and down, if you hookshot it and are able to get it in the corner and kind of like turn around and face one of the corners, you can just continuously slash at it and it'll get just stuck in this corner because it can't Oh, you can out. just kind of gank it. it. Like... Yep. We did not. No, we did that. not do that. I was not. Uh, I was not aware that that was a thing, though. Because uh, yeah, you have to, like. People. Yeah, he, he, like, kind of. After you hook shot him out and you slash him, he starts to hop back to the water. So yeah. you, you'd have to, like, chase him into the corner. Yeah, that's. that's yeah, yeah, you can get him in the corner. You can beat him without him jumping back into the pool and going through all of that cuts. You could just kill him instantly, essentially. But that was Morpha. And you beat him. Uh, a good uh, six out of ten boss, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I'd give it a mid. Yeah, like a good like five or six. Yeah, yeah. You beat the boss. You get your heart. And guess what? Rudo is the sage of water. Oh, of course she is. <laughs> but she's she still your know, wife as well. Now it's been awakened inside of her. Yes. Gross. Is she the last <laughs> Zora besides her father? Oh, you're saying gross because I said awakened inside of her? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that that would be why. Um, now there's other ones. Yeah, there's, there's a shopkeeper. A... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the lone shopkeeper. <laughs> well, it's not that because, like, the, 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 the entrance to Zora's shop is frozen over. So, like, this Zora's just right. been inside for God knows how many years, just frozen, unable to get out. And then you walk in and he's just... I know, there's, like, one fish in a bottle. And he's like, no, it's fresh, man. Don't worry. Like, it's fine. <laughs> It's 200 rupees. Um, 200 rupees, that's why. Uh, one thing that I kind of forgot to mention, uh, going back into the ice cavern, I kind of said that I teleported right away. But actually, what I what I did and what you have to do first is you have to make your way back into Zora's domain and you unfreeze the King Goron, or King Goron, Jesus, King Zora, and he's very grateful and he gives you the water tunic, which is an essential item for the water temple, which allows you to breathe underwater with the iron boots. Yeah, really a necessary uh, part, yeah, of, yeah. part of the game. So I, d- I didn't teleport right away. I went and got the wa- the tunic and then I left. But it's not obvious that you have to go back. I mean, if you remember that he was frozen in the fire ice and you've been unfreezing that the whole time, you might have made your way back over there. It'll be obvious when you try to do the water temple and drown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's when it's obvious. Uh, yeah, I yeah, mean, so I-, I just wanted to hit on that point. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of put two and two together and was like, oh, okay, he's in Big Red Fin back there, so if I take some of this blue stuff, I can... I can. I didn't know but what he... he'd give me. I didn't know he'd give me the tunic, right. um, but I just kind of figured I should probably unfreeze the king. But he has, like a, he has like a freezing, like when you unfreeze him, he's like, oh, thank you. You look like you have a hard time breathing underwater. Here's this <laughs> tunic, and you're like, I, thank you? I'm a little offended, but whatever. Yeah. Well, where was uh, this when I needed yeah. the fucking scowl? Like, you know, back knows, God knows exactly. how long ago. Exactly. In the beginning, you how long have you had this King Zora? 
Why did you just give me this random scale before? Uh, and if you don't want to unfreeze uh, the king, you can go buy it if you have access to 300 rupees. You can just go in the shop and, and buy it there. But Which is, which is strange can... because the adult wallet only gives you 200, so... Yeah. This game is full of uh, mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to... Wanna... Now... Go on, because oh, go I, I want to talk about Sheik's fin afterwards, so... Okay, wait. So yeah, you find out that Rudo is the Sage of Water, uh, and now we have the Water Medallion, and you get teleported back out to Lake Hylia. Since Lake Hylia is no longer cursed, it is filled up again to the brim, uh, and then you meet Sheik, and Sheik talks about... I, don't, I actually didn't listen to the dialogue. I don't no. know, like, what does Sheik talk about? All the things that Sheik she, I don't know, about Sheik talks about something... Your destiny. The only the only thing that, that that stood out in this, and I'll let Ben, I'll let you uh, kind of describe the events that that happened afterward. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So she Sheik does this little monologue and is like, "Oh, Link, I'll see you later," and takes a step back. And I think the camera looks away, and then Link turns back, and Sheik is no longer there. Um, normally, Sheik does this like weird kind of throws a Deku nut on the ground, and there's a flash, and then it's gone. Um, so Link's like looking around for Sheik and is like, oh, what, where the fuck did Sheik go? And then <laughs> all you see is Sheik like just swan dive <laughs> off of the tree into the well, newly filled well, Lake Hillia. <laughs> well, and it's interesting too because the camera is like right in Link's face, kind of like shoulder up, and he's just kind of like looking around. And then there's like the tree in the background, and then you just see Sheik's body like <laughs> swan dive into the water in the background. You're like, what? Why? <laughs> It's very strange. I don't get like, why. You have the ability because... to teleport and you teleport it on top of the tree and then dove into the water. <laughs> this is it. Like the whole the whole time, every time Sheik's left a monologue afterwards, <laughs> they have like done this teleport fin. So why are they now right. why is Sheik now swan diving for... <laughs> I don't there know. There was nowhere for it But it's for just it's like, the I'm fact all, I'm all I'm all out of decky nuts. I gotta just get out of here. But it's the fact that it is like so close on Link's face. And then in the background, you just see Sheik's body just go, and Link's just I mean, there. It, like, at least oh? it's consistent with kind of just the the just awkward cutscenes that happen, whether yeah, it's Link so avoiding emotion or connections with humans, or just the. And it's like silent too. It's like quiet, and then just Link's body. I mean, Sheik's body just like falling in the background <laughs> into the water, and you're like, okay, uh, sure. Then you fire an arrow into the into the sky. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Did what you? A- one of those things that once again, like that bipolar <laughs> game design, where you're like, yeah, I, was, so... I was telling Kaida, I was like, "Go on, go on, yeah, go for it." No, okay. you go. You go <laughs> I was, yeah, I was telling Kaida, I was like, "Let me." Is this obvious? And I was like, "I'm going to do something real quick." And let me tell you, let me ask you if this is obvious. And I shoot the arrow into the sun, and it's like, "This is how you fire arrows." And you're like, "Wow, no, I it's not obvious." That. And there is, there's a little like, like it is tomb obvious. or a little, a little description that says. Uh, wait, let's see. What does it say? It says, "Like shoot into the morning sun" or something like yeah. that. It says, "It says." So this is why I think it's obvious because there's by right by this platform where you teleport to, um, after you come out of the water temple, and it's also if you've explored Lake Hillier back when you was child, Link, um, I, I came across across this little slab there, and it says, um, it says something on the lines of like once Lake Hillier is refilled, you should shoot um shoot for the morning light. Shoot for the morning light or something like that. Yeah. So you have to yeah. you have yeah. to play the sun song to make it a new day and then shoot. 
my issue with it is as much as it makes sense in the lore of the game we've just had a fucking water temple uh so we just had a fire temple we had a fire temple and we had an ice cavern perfect times to have introduced a fire arrow into the game but no it's randomly after the water (laughs) temple i mean shooting an arrow into the sun like yeah okay cool but uh, we was in a fire (laughs) temple why was it we was in a fire temple we didn't need the fucking hammer because the hammer has no use past the fire temple. So why can't the fire arrows have been a part of the fire temple? Why can't they have been the weapon for that temple? And then we could have used that them in the ice cavern sense. straight afterwards. Yeah, it would make too much sense. That's what it boils down to. <laughs> These are all uh, justified questions. Why are we playing the wrong song in the temple have... that we have a song for? <laughs> why do we have a shooting arrow under the sun? We These actually didn't. I didn't. Great questions. I didn't use the sun song. I just immediately shot us uh, arrow under the sun and got the fire arrows. Oh, okay. I just I assumed that because it said morning sun, I assumed I needed to do it during the sunrise. So. Right. It's the weirdest brag. I yeah, I didn't, I didn't have, have to play the sun, sun song. I just shot an arrow. That's, in the that's sky. not. That's what I meant. I was informing you that I didn't do that. Um, and that's essentially it for this leg. Um, we <gasps> no sir, no no fishing. I, I know is we, a key part of this game. We hadn't experienced the fishing. I mean, we've experienced the fishing before, but not in this playthrough. So we're like, you know what? Let's go try out the fishing and do the fishing. So I did the fishing, and it's, I mean, it's okay. It's fun. It's great. It's a great time. I You can't control at all how far it goes. No, you can't. Which is lovely. (laughs) Did you do the fishing, Ben? Uh, I did not this time. I did it previously um, when I was child Link, and I catched this 10-pound fish, and I can't remember what I got. I think I got heart container. Um, yeah, but and there's I a, believe there's, there's like a, a bigger fish you, now. Yeah, if you catch the biggest fish, you'll get the gold scale that allows you to dive underwater for longer. But it kind of seems redundant now that we have the iron boots. So it's like, why would I need to dive under longer if I have these iron boots and I can breathe underwater? Like, yeah, it the, just yeah. Uh, the biggest fish I found was a nine pounder, <laughs> which took a lot of time, a lot of trial and error. And I was like, okay. I got this nine pounder. He was he the, the the shopkeep was very impressed by the size of my fish. He's like, "Wow, that's the biggest fish I've seen yet!" And he gave me rupees, and I had a full bag. And I was like, "Okay, I'm done fishing for the rest of this game." <laughs> the rest of this game, I give up. I've experienced fishing, and now I'm done. Yeah, it's that's um, it. It's it's well, a weird part of it. Um, it's like a mini game. Yeah, it's again we've referenced this multiple times, but. There's so many things that aren't mandatory or necessary to progress in the game. They're kind of just fun little side quests or side activities. Special cuckoos. Jesus, yeah. Side activities that you can do that, you know, some things will help you progress in the game. Some things will give you a bigger wallet, more items, but they're not they're not necessary or keen to completing the game. So it's just cool that there's the option there if you want to just sit back and fish for hours you have that option yeah something i guess um yeah yeah. but in next week's episode we are tackling the bottom of the well the shadow temple and we're going through gerudo fortress it's going to be another another big hefty episode this is the second to the last episode we're almost we're almost here wait is next week the like the penultimate one yeah Damn. The week after that is Spirit Temple and then Ganon's Castle. Ganon's Castle. Oh, shit. Okay. Ganondorf. 
The game's only uh, 20 hours long? 23. 23 hours long. Yeah, but to yeah. be fair, like when we when we do play Metal Gear, it will feel like there's 20 hours of cutscene, so prepare for that. <laughs> <laughs> at, least you're, at least you're warning us. Yeah, that's, that's good. It's going to be, it's like, should it be like it's some popcorn? It's going to be a film, essentially? Yes, pretty much, yes. Not even gonna lie. Five to minutes you. of gameplay, twenty hours of cutscene, and we will talk about and break down that cutscene because that's the next game we're playing. The next game we're going to play through is the OG Metal Gear Solid. I don't know if we've referenced that yet, but that's what we're playing next. So find a way to play it now, so, so happy. that you can join us. Dust off those PlayStation ones, <laughs> boot up those emulators. Because we're going to be playing through Metal Gear in the coming weeks. But yeah. first, we will finish Ocarina of Time. We will. I think it's going to be great. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure to go follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at PlayAlongPod. Let us know what you guys thought about this week's leg. And let us know what games you want us to play through. If there's anything that you're interested in, if you're interested to hear our thoughts on, you know, maybe it's your favorite video game. Maybe it's a game that's, you know... Maybe it's a 16-bit RPG with... Uh... T- tell us to play Chrono Trigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ben and I want to play Chrono Trigger, but Kai doesn't want to. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, and that's all we have for you guys. Thank you I so mean, much, I'm... and we'll see you guys. We will see you guys next time, but I just want to finish this by saying that, you know... The, <laughs> the, the, the whole point for Chrono Trigger. The whole premise yeah, yeah, okay. is I, that we play games yeah. that we love, hate, and never have played. So, Correct. you know, the fact that you don't enjoy it... <laughs> RPGs is, is so not you're good. saying it matches the theme. Of yeah. The... yeah, all of us are gonna have to play a game that we hate at some point. Yeah, okay, I'll play Chrono Trigger. What? Yes. What, what games do you hate? <laughs> ben, Ben's so excited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, preface: I have never beaten Chrono Trigger, and Ben, I don't think you've played Chrono Trigger, so it can, <laughs> it can just be a shitty game. It could be a shitty game. I've never touched Chrono Trigger. I just know that a lot of people give it good praise, so. I want to get chastised for calling for calling Chrono Trigger a possibly shitty game. I'd be like, you don't know. Oh, uh, there's also time travel in Chrono Trigger, so it's well, Chrono. It's time in Latin. Oh shit! <laughs> I didn't know that. There you go. Educational, like educational podcast. Education, laughter, Zelda, <laughs> RPGs. Hashtag. Have it all here. Hashtag. You have it all here at Play Along Podcast, you guys. We will see you next week. Peace.